We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I've been thinking a lot about this. Listen to that. <laughs> okay. Shh. <laughs> You're a masochist. <laughs> Should I count this time? Ooh, oh. Then change it up. Okay, okay, I'm nervous. Okay, okay, okay. Three, two, one. Welcome, Welcome to the, the Holy, Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. And we're recording for the first time of 2021. Woo! And I did the countdown today. New Year, yeah. new us. I, it threw me off. It kind of threw me off, too. I'm feeling a little, like, backwards. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this has been in my car. This is going to explode all over the place. Oh, yeah, baby. Cracking, cracking a drink. Oh, my God. Today I'm drinking Vizzy. Vizzy. I, I really want to get a seltzer sponsorship. That would be amazing. I really want... I, I would drink the fuck out of those. Right now I'm drinking gin and kombucha um, because I like to detox while I intox. Yeah, love that. Love that for you. It just... Can, new the alcohol year, cancels itself new out. Probiotics. <laughs> new year, new holy water. New probiotics. <laughs> my God. Um, is Gatsby on my shoes right yeah, now? Yeah, he is. Hell yeah. But if anyone's met my cat, which... I, I think most listeners have not met my kid, <laughs> but he like, he loves shoes. So anytime someone comes over and takes their shoes off, he has to smell them and like roll on them for like 10 minutes. He's got a foot fetish. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He knows I, about himself. People just love my feet. Um, people and cats. That's <laughs> <laughs> your niche. Everybody, yeah. ha- everybody has one. That's so <laughs> funny. I wonder if it's the smell that he likes. I think so. I feel like, because you have, like, a lot of sweat glands on your feet, right? Mm -hmm. And then it just probably emphasizes, like, the smell of your feet. Yeah, and then, like, the moisture. Oh, this is a disgusting conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Classic holy hour banter. (laughs) But sweaty foot fetish. Ooh, I'm sure that that exists. You know I will sell pictures of my feet, so. I will, too. Hit us up because we we don't have any sponsors yet. No, maybe that'll be one of our Patreon offerings. <laughs> yeah, feet pics. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll start a Patreon and we'll have merch and exclusive stuff and feet pics. I <laughs> I think that this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could start an OnlyFans. Holy of just, Holy Hour OnlyFans. Yeah, of nothing in particular. You know what I found we'll out? Call them Holy Fans. Ho- Ooh. <laughs> 
Lily fans, I don't hate it. We'll discuss. What were you going to say? Um, oh, you can have a, an OnlyFans profile and then only have specific posts be, like, you have to pay for. I didn't know oh. that. Did not know that. Francesca. Did you ever watch um, Too Hot to Handle on Netflix? Mm-mm. Okay. She's one of the girls that was on Too Hot to Handle, and she has an OnlyFans, and she's so fucking hot. She's so beautiful. And she has a public OnlyFans. You can just, like... But it's, like, clothed. Well, like, minimal clothing, but there's no nudity. And then there's, like, specific posts that are, like, blacked out, and you have to pay $5 per post. Like, that's kind mm-hmm. of a nice approach. I feel like I could, like, ease into OnlyFans that way. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking Interesting. More and more about it. I'm becoming more and more of a fan of OnlyFans. Yeah. I'm an OnlyFans of OnlyFans. Only fan fan. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Like, OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how was home? Was it nice um, It was good, and I feel like I was going to tell you something about being home, but I can't remember what it was. Maybe it'll come back to you later. Yeah, maybe. My brother brought his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like her. Yeah, we love her. Um, he always... I was thinking about how we're, like, opposites and that he always dates girls that my family loves, and then when they break up, we're sad. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, I date guys that my friends and family all fucking hate. <laughs> Until now. Yeah, but <laughs> that's true. I'm not going to say but. Like, he is really fantastic. Um, and the I guess the only caveat is, like, because of the pandemic, like, not very many people can meet him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... But they would still like him. Like yeah. I, he is such an easy presence to be around. Yeah, he's so sweet and, like, easy to get along with. He really so is, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, when you change as a person, uh, you start dating better people. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we love my brother's girlfriend. He brought his puppy, too. Oh, right. I forgot that. Such a cute puppy. Yeah, this puppy, puppy is amazing. Um, her name's Millie. And it's very close to my name. <laughs> Millie and Mealy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, twin. And she just has like a spicy personality and I love her. Oh. She's a husky Pomeranian oh, mix. Oh my god, a Pomsky. Yeah. Mm. She's just a so baby. Cute. You can see my cat like in the background just fucking around just my having rugby. a good time with the string. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Me. Damn it. Now he's talking. <laughs> um, but I also was kind of thinking about And, uh, my family does not listen to this podcast. When I mentioned the podcast to my brother, he was, I was like, do you know I have a podcast, right? And then he was like, yeah, one of my friends told me about it. And I was like, why the fuck would she do this to me? Oh, no. (laughs) And then I, I explicitly told my mom not to listen to it. And I think my dad just doesn't even know. Um... Which is the opposite of uh, your family and their friends. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I know my parents listen, their friends listen. It's so nice. It's like, and it's genuine interest too. Like whenever mm-hmm. my parents' friends bring it up to me, it's not like, so how is your sex podcast going? They're like, oh, we listened to last week's episode and like these are my thoughts on it. I'm like, oh my god. Wow. And I was like, t- I was talking to one of them and I was like, it's crazy to me that like adults listen. And he was like, Amelia, you and Liz are adults. <laughs> I was like, I know, it's but true. like, not really though. <laughs> I'm just like a fake adult. Right, we're kind just like, pretending to be adults. I'm just like an old teenager. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know when I'm ever going to feel like an adult. I Well, I was thinking about the biggest difference, too, um, between probably like your family and mine is I've always struggled with kind of like being infantilized, mm. um, even though I'm the oldest. But I also think probably like oldest girls have problems with that a lot. Like, um, I always feel like the redheaded stepchild of my family, mm-hmm. like... 
and like even my extended family and um I don't know I think when you're like a sassy girl like they're just like uh, I think boomers kind of assume that you're just like going through a phase yeah. and everything's a phase and it's like no this is just me I'm an adult woman and I just have a lot of opinions mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um and I've been that way my whole life so and why do phases need to be treated like they're like not who the person actually is like say yeah. it was a phase for you like this is that's the phase of your life that you're in and you should be taken seriously in it I've never understood that And, like, when my parents and their friends were like, let's see your tattoos, and I showed them, they were just like, they looked like the, like, uh, Chloe, the Chloe meme, where she was, like, staring, like, Mm. like, you asked to see them. Yeah. (laughs) What did you think I was going to show you? Right. Yeah, what did they expect? (laughs) Be like, psych. Yeah. I didn't actually, yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) I showed my dad, like, uh, the one with, like, I have, okay, so... Obviously, you guys can't see my tattoos. I have one on one forearm, and it's a hand holding a dagger, and the other is a hand holding a rose. And I showed my dad the one, well, I showed him both, but he was like, what is that? And I was like, it's a dagger. And my mom's like, it's a knife. And I was like, okay. And my dad was like, it looks like a pen. You should say it's a pen. And I was like, dad, it's already a tattoo, and it's already a dagger. Yeah, (laughs) you should say it's a pen. Like, no. And he said, the pen is mightier than the sword. Oh it's my like, god. Okay, he this was is so going proud of that too. It's going better than I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> and like you write. So Luckily, like- <laughs> the first time my mom saw them, I was with uh my boyfriend and she like was very cool about it. She was like, Oh wow, interesting. And I was like, I know you're playing it cool because my cool boyfriend's here. Yeah, yeah. So did that kind of some of that go away when you were home? Or yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. Especially with my parents' friends looking at it, they're like, Ugh thanks I hate it I'm like okay well cool it's not your body Good you don't have you. to tattoo yourself right yeah you have the option to, to not live with this so congratulations um, it, but it yeah I do often feel like the redheaded stepchild because I don't know if you've noticed this and maybe it's because there is a larger age gap between you and your brother but I feel like when um like my family and my extended family talk about my brother they're like oh, he wants to buy a house and blah, blah, blah. And, like, um, everything is kind of, like, centered around he's becoming an adult. And I'm mm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he is. But then, like, I am also an adult. Is it maybe <laughs> I'm permanently they... a 17-year-old in everyone's head and I don't get it. Do you think maybe they thought, like, that it, I, I don't know, but I'm just thinking, like, if that was my reaction to somebody growing up, my reaction would be that way because I didn't ever expect them to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if if I was talking to, like, a family member of, like, oh, so, like, my cousin, like, oh, he's, like, buying a house? It's, like, when did that happen? You know, rather than, like, oh, he's such, like, a big and mighty man. You know what I mean? Like, Not even just that. It's, like, uh, like, if my brother gets a new job or a promotion, mm-hmm. then um, uh, there's kind of this, like, I, I don't know how to put it into words, like just a societal thing mm-hmm. of like boys becoming men and getting jobs and moving up in the career field and bringing home their dog and their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Our son is a man. like mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and our 30 year old daughter is 17. Still. Yeah. You're just like frozen in their heads for forever. Yeah. That's it's gotten a lot better. That's good. Since I've moved away. But I think um, them having such a reach over my life for so long like, definitely uh, enabled that. Even though yeah. I'm, like, I'm very defiant, and I have been my entire life. Like, um, 
just living in Las Vegas, like, when I wanted to move, I lived with my parents for a few months, and I was like, I'm moving the fuck out. I cannot stand you guys. <laughs> love you if you're listening. I know you're not, but uh, we should not live together ever again. Yeah, you can love somebody to death and still not want to be <laughs> yeah. near them all the time. Um. So, well, and then moving back from college, like, being used to being away from them all the time. It's tough doing whatever I want yeah so I was just living with them like while I was looking for a job and then after a few months I was like okay I have a job I'm gonna move out because I hate this and then um they were like well we want to buy another property and you can just rent it so then they had that additional like reach over my life and then like would constantly hang it over my head and I'm Mm -hmm. like I wanted to move into an apartment yeah but I couldn't give up this awesome deal on rent which was nice because I was making money below the poverty line (laughs) thanks Las Vegas my I qualified for food stamps how can they get away with that that feels criminal with the work that you were doing that's ridiculous yeah that's just ridiculous anyways anywho (laughs) that's a rant for another time (laughs) (laughs) well I'm glad you had a good time at home yeah yeah it was really nice to see my family I'm glad you were able to get home yeah me too yeah good good I yeah I hadn't seen them in so long it'd been like a year so that's crazy. I know. Um, anyways, we, yes. let's talk about fun things. Okay. Um, so Amelia has gone on a couple dates since I've seen her last with yeah. this one guy who seems like a gem and I need to hear all about him. He's phenomenal. So for our first date, we just like went to a winery and you know that. And that was just kind of like a, we're just checking each other out kind of mm-hmm. date. The second date that we went on, he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just used to guys being like, you want to meet at this brewery? And then like, go back to my place and fuck like that's what I'm used to so I was like I don't know a brewery (laughs) and he was like okay I have a suggestion and it's probably gonna wind me up in one of your videos but hear me out and I was like oh god what is this guy is he gonna make me fucking skydive like what are we about to do and he was like we're gonna go to Goodwill we're gonna have a set amount of money we're allowed to spend and we're gonna try to buy each other outfits that are ridiculous but they're normal enough that people won't think that we're being ridiculous that's such a fun day no when did you do that that was last Thursday okay it was so much fun um and so we like went into Goodwill and well so we pulled into the parking lot and he was like I'm not doing this sober and he like pulls out a bottle of vodka and two shot glasses and we just did two shots in the parking lot and that, this is incriminating me. We're drinking in a car, but it's fine. It wasn't my car. Um, find him. So, <laughs> just kidding. Please don't. His license plate number. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. It really loosened me up. And, like, so then we um, parted ways in Goodwill. And, like, the Goodwill men's section is not ridiculous enough. So I just got him, like, these, like, salmon pants that looked really good on him because he's so hot. I'm like, he, he could look at it That's anything. rude. I know. It's frustrating. And then, like, a brown jacket, white loafers, this, like, huge gold horse pin, and a cowboy hat. Because I was like, that looks ridiculous enough. That's like, mm-hmm. why is this guy wearing this enormous horse pin? And then he got me all beige and then, like, <laughs> goldish beige pants, these hideous knee-high boots um, with that had heels that were a half a size too small. So that was a whole thing in itself. My heel ended up breaking halfway through the day. So <laughs> I was just a mess. Um, this like leopard print beret and like a fur vest and then this fur scarf. He spent like $80 on this. I know I spent 60 on his, we had a $20 oh limit God. and we were both like, and there's both, no way. We're like, we're balling out for each other. Yeah. Which was nice. Cute. I can't use any of the shit that he got me though. I got, I feel like I got him good pieces. I can't, I don't know what to do with all the I shit I have. I want that horse pin. I know, me too. I'm like, I should just <laughs> save that for myself. 
Um, and then we just went to a couple of bars and like sat outside and we had the servers vote on who had the best outfit. And then whoever had the best outfit, like put together the best outfit, the other person had to pay for drinks. Ooh. So it was a competition. We ended up getting split votes like right down the middle. So we just split the bill. Um, but it was really fun and like quirky and I don't know. It was like, it was a really good icebreaker. I haven't had anybody plan a date like that really ever for yeah me. so that so was fun. fun yeah and he's just like I don't know he's so he's so hot like he's just like I don't know and then he kissed me nobody ever kisses me I always have to make the move I remember you saying that yeah Ooh. he walked into my he, car he broke the, the, the first kiss curse yeah he did he, he didn't kiss me on the first date which you know we're still waiting for someone to break that one but he just like walked in my car and then just like grabbed me and his hands are so big I just felt so little <laughs> he's just so he's just a man um and then I had this interview with this other podcast um called menage pod and I was really excited about that and I told him that it went well and he was like what are you doing on Monday and I was like I don't know hanging out with you <laughs> and he was like I'd like to make you dinner to celebrate oh that's so sweet I was like you don't have to do that but okay was it was it good it so looked pretty tasty I was good. like so good he like he asked me for my dietary restrictions and then was like okay perfect I have the perfect idea um and when he was over he was like can you light candles like dim the lighting put on some Italian dinner music he's like I want it to look like an Italian restaurant yeah exactly that's the kind of music (laughs) that was playing in like Frank Sinatra and so um he came in with flowers which was really sweet nobody ever buys me Oh my god, who is this man? I know. And he cooked and he's just like really, it's really hot to watch him like move around a kitchen. He just like oh my does god, everything I, by taste. It is so hot watching men cook. It really Why is. Why is it, maybe I have like a kink about it. I don't, I mean it's, there is really something so, I don't, I think that it might be like a, like a homemaker kind of feel. Like, oh you can like take care of me and you don't expect mm-hmm. me to do this. Like, I begged him to help because like I don't. I feel so weird, like, when people do stuff for me. I just, like, feel yeah. like an inconvenience. So, like, I, like, chopped garlic and stuff. But, like, he did basically everything else. Um, we got through two bottles of wine. He's, like, really... Um, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Adios. We drank a lot. Um, and That's he, fun, though. Like, was, getting a little drunk with someone you have a crush on. Yeah. It was really, really fun. Um, and then when we were cleaning up, he was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. He went to the bathroom and came back out. And I was like, my back was facing him. And he like grabbed me and just started like kissing me. And it was so like, we're just like in the kitchen. And he's just so like strong. There's just something so, uh, yeah, it was very, and like, um, what, what, there was some song that was playing that was like, I can't remember it now. I was like, I like blacked out, but it was like, it felt like I was in a movie. It was like, mm-hmm. he's just so hot. Um, and then... I was cleaning and he was sitting on the couch and he was like, can you clean later? And I was like, yeah. And so I like went and sat down on the couch with him. <laughs> Run over and jump. Yeah, exactly. Um, we started making out and we were making out on the couch and it was just like really difficult because he's huge and like just, a, he's a big man and he's tall. He's like six foot three. Um, and I was like, do you want to like, like go into my room? And he was like, yeah. And he like picks me up and carries me upstairs, which what the fuck fake dom did that and i felt like i was going to break him in half because he's not a big guy like fake dom is like kind of a, he's a skinny dude he's like in shape but amelia you're also miniature <laughs> but i feel like i am like amelia is a stick so- <laughs> i 
was like, are you, I just really felt like he was going to like drop me, but with fucking, I don't even know what to call this guy. I'm going to call him Grapes. He picked me up, carried me upstairs. I felt like a fucking feather, threw me on the bed. Um, it was like kind of an awkward situation because like he, we had been drinking so much that it was like a little bit of a challenge. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, it was fine. We been like there. had sex for a little bit and... Um, oh, when I'm, if I'm drunk, I cannot feel anything. I like, it's like my vagina's numb. Yeah. I was having a hard time, um, finishing, which I typically don't. And I also don't know if that's like the Prozac, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. or the alcohol. Um, but he was like, it was like a little bit of work trying to like keep him up. Um, which, you know, happens. It's fine. It's like totally fine. But it was still just kind of like the momentum kept getting lost. So it was like a little awkward. And he was like, this is kind of a mess. And then he was like, well, but I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's good. Perfect night. Like he stayed until like one in the morning and we just had a lot of fun. I really, really like him. And like, it's cool that he's planning dates that aren't just like the normal what I'm used to. And now I have yeah, to plan the next one. Yeah, date. Yeah. Um, that is super fun. He choked me. I didn't even have to ask. Yeah. When he was leaving. Is that because he was listening? Uh, he doesn't listen to the pod. Well, so he, he listened to a little bit recently. So now I'm like, oh, no. But <laughs> um, he hadn't before. and Or at least he said he hadn't before. And um, he was really, like, porny about the sex. Like, he was, like, really intense and was, like, like throwing me around. And I said that he seems, like, dominant. And he was like, what does that mean? And I was like, you... I'm going to send you some literature because I would like to know. But then when he was about to leave, I was like, like doing that to him. And he wasn't picking up on the hint that I was like trying to get him to kiss me. And I was like, are you going to kiss me? And he was like, what did you say to me? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you heard me. (laughs) And he came over (laughs) and he like grabbed my neck and like pushed me down. And he was like, like choking me pretty hard was like kissing me. I was like, you you have a whole world ahead of you that we are both going to explore together. Because <laughs> I, I think that he doesn't realize that he's this kind of person. But he is. So more on that later. I have a little hobby where I, when I'm getting to know someone, I categorize them into types of doms and subs. Oh, I like that. I love that. I Second, we can go back out to the bars. Oh my God. My 30th birthday, I'll do it. Oh my God. I should have. I should have a, a, a kinky 30th birthday. I would love that. <laughs> On a bus. On a bus. Oh On my god. <laughs> but your 30th birthday is going to go up. That's gonna uh, be everybody sh- better fucking be vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. I will have a riot Yeah. Mm-hmm. if I cannot have a birthday party for yeah birthday. i will also riot we're it's gonna be people will be vaccinated my birthday party will be a riot in the street oh, about yeah. how i can't have a birthday party <laughs> sounds fun i'll do it <laughs> been looking for a reason to riot. I have it well and i've never been to a kink party so i don't know you haven't no oh amelia mentioned she was on a podcast called menage a pod mm-hmm. i listened to i listened to everything except i think like the last 20 minutes okay um because i was listening to it while i was working yeah um and it was so fun guys you should listen to it these people are so i was so nervous i like couldn't sleep the night before because i've never like done anything like i mean mm-hmm. we have our podcast but, but like i different. get to like look at you while i'm doing it and, yeah like, I'm and we know each other so well right i'm like what if we don't like 
vibe or like the conversation doesn't flow and they were asking me questions that required like long answers so I felt comfortable just being like you know your guys flow was amazing thank you it was a lot of fun and those two people it was fun to listen to good good that's good to know um TJ and Jenna are the two hosts and they are just like so kind and insightful and they like bounce off of each other really well mm-hmm. and then they're really good at interacting with the other person like they it, it felt like we with had known each person. other for a long time yeah. yeah yeah so that was really cool um yeah it was a really cool experience and it was interesting talking to to people that do what we do yeah so they um their podcast is also like around dating mm-hmm. um well I only listened to a few episodes it was before that it was before you recorded I think or maybe after you recorded, but before the episode came out, yeah. I was like, I'm going to listen to a few. <laughs> um, so I was listening to a couple and like, uh, just like random ones. So it just seemed like it was kind of focused around um, like the experience of dating and mm-hmm. sex is a big part of their podcast mm-hmm. too, which is cool. Yeah, totally. So if you're dating Amelia, um, DM me your resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you would like Go to date ways. Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> I will interview you and decide if you're good enough. I would actually completely trust you with that. <laughs> That's like how I use you as a filter. Brian, did you already meet this? I have been thinking a lot about, um, I keep getting pegging videos on yeah. TikTok. And oh. I'm like, why am I the pegging audience? But what, what do they look like? I didn't know you could get away with like that Like they make kind of jokes stuff. about uh, oh. pegging their boyfriend or like being pegged. Interesting. I wonder and why. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Maybe it's like some of the like kinky stuff I've liked. Maybe. But um, like I just I remember there was one day where I got a ton of pegging videos and I was like, am I the demographic for this? How did this these videos find me? Um, but I wanted to talk about pegging. Like, yeah. Would you do it? Yeah, I would. So for a while, like I would have conversations with my girlfriends about like, would you ever stick something up a guy's butt? And like when I was younger, I was like, no, that is a <laughs> one way street. But like, I've watched porn where like there's been pegging and I have just such a thing about hearing men enjoying themselves. Like it really turns me on. So, and it feels so good for them. Cause like the prostate is there. So I feel like I, I would like once in a while, you know, like I'll try anything once. An so, occasional little peg. Yeah. Just a little, a little night of pegging. <laughs> I I can't remember. Have you had a finger in your butt? Mm -mm. I've been offered. Have you? Yeah. Oh, we've had the whole, you've had more than a finger in your butt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The whole discussion about that. Yeah. I just don't like, I I still have not had um, a penis in my butt. (laughs) Do you think you're going to eventually? I'm sure eventually. Yeah. We'll get there when we get there. I don't have a huge like interest in it, but um, like having a butt plug is like, has been fun and enjoyable it's one of those things where it's like it's a treat yeah yeah and also you have to be like in the mindset and like very turned on to like for it to be enjoyable otherwise it's just painful right because you're like clenched yeah 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 you have to be relaxed you have to be like ready to know that you're about to have something in your butt totally yeah (laughs) yeah that makes sense um have you ever like put anything in a guy's butt have you no I haven't. Not not once. And like I can't remember if I've told you that I have. Who? A couple of really? guys, yeah. What have you put what is the weirdest thing you've put up a butt? <laughs> I mean only my finger. What does it feel like? 
Um, I, I know, shit. One time I don't remember. One, one, the, the first time was so long ago. Okay. And then the second time I was kind of drunk. Okay. And then, um, and then I was like, did you like it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember how it went. <laughs> and then he was like, they didn't ask me. It was like a suggestion from me. And I was like, oh. you want to try it? Like, I've heard it. I've heard guys really like it. And then we try it. And then they're like, hmm, no. Did you have fingernails at the time? That's my biggest concern. No, I did not have. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> yeah. I would, uh, I know that, um. People can't see my nails, but they're like, I do dip powder and my nails are pretty long right now. This is probably the longest they've ever been. They look so fucking good. I'm s- I have Thank nail you. envy. I feel like I should get I, shellac. I like them too. I like, uh, they're super glittery and long. They're so pretty. They're not like Kylie Jenner long or anything. No, but they're, they're like, like the perfect length. Me. Oh God, I can't stop biting my nails. It's really bad. Get some dip powder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Anyway. I did not have dip when I was putting thumbs in, in bums. Oh, it was thumbs, a thumb thumbs specifically. Probably. Okay. Um, and then I was, and both guys that I tried it with, they were like, nah. And I was like, did it hurt? Like, how did it feel? And they're like, it just felt like pressure. Like, um, which is fine. But, I, you know, yeah. now both of our curiosities can be squashed. Yeah. You, now you know. It's pegging specifically, this is how I understand pegging, but I might be wrong, specifically like wearing a strap on. Yeah. Okay. Would you ever? Yeah. I think if like that's something that like, the person I was with, like, was really into, yeah. and we were comfortable with each other. I, like, not? I think at the end of the day, like, if you're making sex about the other person's pleasure, but I, I also understand everyone has boundaries. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. um, if it's a conversation we had in advance and we were comfortable with each other, then sure. totally. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I've it's really like new to me that like this is a thing that people do because it felt there's so much stuff that I thought was taboo for so long because I just wasn't exposed to it well and like the only time you see it is in porn so you're like how many people are actually doing this besides porn stars exactly and it's very people do it frequently Mm -hmm. so I don't know I have actually it's funny that you bring this up because like I mean I haven't been getting the for you page videos but like yeah I don't I was like okay sure I've been seeing so much of it just like I follow some um Twitter pages, I don't, they call themselves something specifically, but they're like, they, they post like videos like porn. Um, but they call themselves something. I don't remember. Anyway, um, there's a lot of videos of pegging and I'm like, is this just, and it's all like home video type stuff. I do wonder if it's become more common, like, because it's less taboo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's less like, I don't think it's emasculating at all. No, me neither. But for a while, I'm sure it was thought of to be emasculating because it's uh, the man thing to, like... If you have an extra thing that makes you come really hard, like... Fuck yeah. Why not? Yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. Come on um, in. Um, have you ever had your butt, your asshole eaten? No. Okay, here's Me the thing though. Either. I have IBS <laughs> because I am I've actually I've talked about this on the podcast more than I should have by now. But I um I'm always concerned about like what's happening down there that I feel like I would have to know far in advance so that I could like take laxatives the day before and then like take a shower before I go over because like bleach your butthole yeah I wouldn't be able to have a good time because I would just be like, this, like I, don't, 
I haven't shit for a week. Like, what is it like down there? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So I just feel like all of my friends have had their, their ass eaten and I haven't. And that's fine. And yeah. I'm sure if I asked my boyfriend to eat my ass, he would do it. Yeah, he would. Uh, but I, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, I just want it to happen. I don't want to have to ask because yeah. I don't know if I like it. But I do get jealous. I'm like, how, how come no one's eating my ass? <laughs> what but, is it about me that people don't want to eat but my ass? I've eaten someone's ass before. Who's? I keep uh, asking you who. I like, literally you don't remember his name. But you've eaten. So- you didn't know his name. Oh, well, you did I, at the time. Probably. At the time, I knew his name. Uh, it was when I was in college. This is actually one of my favorite stories. So this happened when I was in college. My roommate and I were like the only people still in Flagstaff during Thanksgiving. Um, we, we didn't go home and we, cause we both worked Black Friday and, uh, we went out that night and there weren't very many people out and there were like, like two guys that were around our age that were out maybe they were like a few years older and um they were like hey do you want to come to our table and we're like this is a small bar in Flagstaff we don't do that here but sure we'll walk over to your high top (laughs) yeah and um they were like if you ever like make real money and go to a college town and buy drinks you feel like a millionaire you uh-huh. feel like a pip so they were like buying all these test tube shots and um we were already really fucking hammered because that's what we did in college is pre-game too hard for mm-hmm. no reason even though drinks are a dollar <laughs> um and then uh my roommate was like it, it's Anna. She was like, eh, let's go home. So we're like, gonna go home. And then these guys are like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, we're gonna go home. And then they were like, can we come with you? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, and then Anna, <laughs> I was like, Anna, they want to come with us. And she was like, okay. So we like brought these, these two guys home. They were cute. Oh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. We somehow we like switched guys, like <laughs> who we were talking to, like who we were flirting with. Um, oh, my favorite part that I forgot was, so they bought all these test tube shots and I think they were like maybe a dollar to a shot and the guy tried to buy this whole platter of them and it was probably like 30 and the bar, the cocktail waitress was like, legally, I cannot sell you this many. So they were bargaining how many he oh could buy. Oh my God. So we each had five test tube shots. <gasps> And so I had three in one hand and two in the other. And I took the, the first ones I took was the one with two. So I took the test tube shot, but I still had the other one in my hand and it spilled down my back. Oh no. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then the, one of the guys, he puts his hand on my back and he's like, Oh my God, your back's wet. And I was like, some drunk bitch spilled her drink on me. (laughs) I wasn't lying. The drunk bitch was me. I am the drunk, but (laughs) still, Anyways. I love that. So then we, like, brought these two guys back to our house and, like, started, like, making out with them separately. We're not. Four-way makeout. situation. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, I don't remember a lot of hooking up with him. Like, um, I remember he was like, let's have sex. And I was like, do you have a condom? And he said no. And so I was like, no. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I just remember him asking me, like, I was already going down on him, and I remember him asking me to lick his asshole. And I said, what? Pardon? <laughs> and then he said, lick my asshole. Oh, my God. And then when I told my friends originally, they were like, did you do it? And I was like, no. But I did. You did? I did do it. <gasps> oh, my um, God. And at the time, I was ashamed. But now, like, looking back on it, I'm like, Fuck yeah, the I ate ass before it was cool. Yeah. And this guy already knew he liked that. And... I'm proud of myself for being like, yeah, what gets you off is hot to me. Fuck yeah. You are an early adopter of eating mm-hmm. ass. Exactly. And for that, you'll go down in history forever. <laughs> I'll go down on history and on your ass. <laughs> but it's one of those things that like, I wish I was like not so blacked out. Yeah. But millennials fucking love eating ass. <laughs> They love it. It's such a thing. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe one day. One day, one day I'll give it, give it a little whirl. <laughs> the old college try. <laughs> just like me. Yeah, just like Liz. <laughs> Damn, I had no idea. Yeah. I keep hearing stories from you. I feel like I know everything that you've like, but I keep it's learning my, things. My buried secrets. I know. No kidding. First it was the magician. I then it was Gordon Ramsay. Now it's you eating ass. <laughs> what else what? is there, Liz? I don't know. Where can we go from here? I'm sure there's more. There there has to there be. There has to be. I know there has to be. There has to be. I mean, the, yeah, the fact that Gordon Ramsay was buried for so long. <laughs> I'm still upset about that. Um, <laughs> I also, oh, I wanted to tell this story about, so it's not my story. Um, it's one of my friends. Okay. And I asked him several times. I asked him so many times to send me a recording of him telling this story because it was just, like, so fucking funny. And the way he tells it is, like, he's an amazing storyteller. Um, but he ha- has yet to do that for me. So I'm going to tell the story for him. Okay. And he occasionally listens. I don't know if he's still listening. Um, but this is a story about him having a threesome. Uh, I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he had, like, matched with this girl on Hinge and, like, at- met up with her and then um she's like hey my roommate also thinks you're hot and like you know we like to have threesomes occasionally right uh and one of the roommates is by i don't know which one um so and he is so he's a good looking chap yeah i'm i'm happy for him <laughs> yeah you uh, know well because i was like have you had a threesome before and he was like no not mm-hmm. until that i was and i was surprised yeah it just seemed like something i would have assumed he had already done and um yeah, so this was, like, his first threesome, which was very sh- surprising to learn. Uh, good for him. Yeah. We're, we're proud of you. <laughs> I don't even know him. He's, like, never exchanged a single word. I feel like word. you guys know each other, like, through me. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I've met him, and I have not even said a single word to him. But so continue. they, like, plan to meet up for, like, this threesome, and he's on his way, and he stops at a gas station to get some gas, and he buys a Monster Energy drink and one of those, like, gas station dick pills. What? Yeah, so he gets those, he gets those in a Monster, and then he takes them both, and I was like, I'm surprised you did not die from a heart attack. No kidding. Gas station dick pill. That's an episode name. Uh, <laughs> I want to try one for science now, but like, one what's of the in those? I have no idea. Okay. It has well, to be like caffeine and maybe like, I don't know, something that makes your blood pressure high. 
Yo. So, um. Okay. He, like, so he gets there, and then they're, like, they start hooking up, and, like, um, he, like, Get he gets them both off first, and then a king. We love to see it, <laughs> and then like um, I think he is in the middle of like, like having sex with one of the girls, and then he has to stop because his stomach is like about to explode. So he goes to the bathroom and like shits his brains out. <laughs> I actually don't think I like heard this hour. story. Oh, I don't think you have heard this story. What threesome story am I thinking about? That That is horrible. Yeah, it shook his brains out for like an hour <gasps> because he took this fucking, he drank a monster and took a fucking dick pill from a gas station. Of course you're going to shit your brains out. Oh my God, out. this poor guy. I know. I can't remember what he told me he ate too, but like. Just bad combo. Yeah, it's just a bad combination. Oh um, my God. And then final like he recovers enough to be like okay i'm gonna get back out and be like hey i'm sorry this is what happened anyone want to eat my ass i just blew up your toilet (laughs) (laughs) and then they're like yeah that's fine because you know what else are you gonna do and also like that happens yeah you know you can't predict that no you know sometimes (laughs) me of all people (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you have an unpredictable poop and that is part of life. That's part of being a human. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you be like that. <laughs> so I guess, as the, yeah, then they just like are kind of chilling and hanging out. And um, I think that they maybe did acid. What the fuck evening is this? Yeah, I think that I'm pretty sure they did acid. That would, Damn. oh, they, they for sure did acid because he was in the bathroom texting me and he was like, Liz, I don't know what to do. And I was like, Whoa, what the fuck's going on? Is that why he blew up the toilet? Was that contributing to the... It had to have been. Because I hear it fucks the, with your stomach. The monster, the monster, the dick pill, and the acid. Yeah, that, ooh, that is, is a... all going to fuck you up. That is a concoction to yeah. put your body through. That's right. Holy I forgot shit. the part where he was on acid. My body would never forget. I would no. still be feeling that years later. I would be dead. Yeah, no, me too. I wouldn't live through that. <laughs> so, yeah, they're on acid during this whole thing holy shit and then yeah so then he recovers and is okay and then um they're just like hanging out watching a movie and then they start kind of like getting into it again and hooking up again and um he's like uh having sex with one of the girls when he finishes like on her and then she's like well that's showbiz and like does finger guns (laughs) I want to meet her. <laughs> our queen, our hero, our savior. Who is she? Finger gun girl. If this episode ever comes across your path. I'm going to adopt that as my closer. <laughs> well, that that's showbiz. <laughs> I'm going to do that tonight. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you should do it tonight. He texted me facial, and that's how I'm going to finish it. <laughs> that's showbiz. One eye closed. <laughs> Wearing goggles. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. What a phenomenal story. Oh, God. I want to hear him tell it. Him telling it is my favorite thing ever. He's so fucking funny telling it. The first time I he told us the story, like, um, I was visiting my best, two of my best friends, and we were, were, like, all at the beach together, and so my friend and her boyfriend had never met each other, and, um we like 
that's when he started telling this story. My friend started telling this story. And her boyfriend, like, stopped in his tracks to, like, finish listening to this story. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that there's a lot of twists and turns in yeah, that story. Yeah, and just to end with, well, that's showbiz. <laughs> I, cou- I couldn't think of a better end to that story. Wow, what good, I want to know who she is. Does he, what's her name? What's, yeah, what's her name? What does she, what does she do for work? Does I she feel like pets? she might have gone to my college, but I don't know for sure. One does he friends, know her name? Yes. Yeah. I gotta figure out who she is. I know. I have to see this queen. I, I need to creep on her. So it is the one year anniversary of Jeff Bezos' sex being leaked. <laughs> have you Let's ever read dive those? In. Yes. They're so fucking It's weird. so uncomfy. He is just like... He kept calling his mistress a live girl. He, it sounds like they trained an AI to talk dirty. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I want to be with you, a live girl. Yeah, what the fuck is a live girl? What alive, is that? Not dead. She's not dead. Yeah. She's alive. This is one mistress that's my, still alive. My oh. undead girlfriend. Oh my god, what the fuck I, is that? This man is... Oh, they were like the Jesus. most boring sex ever. And then... Uh, I remember like, so the reason I remembered this is because it showed up on my time hop, I think yesterday. Um, I had like retweeted like the Jeff Bezos sex and, um, just like re just reading them is like depressing. And then one of the top comments under it was like, this is making me reconsider my backup plan of marrying a tech guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. It should. Yeah, that serves as like... We're in Seattle, so we can say, you know, tech boys. No offense if you're listening, but... That's probably, that's probably most of our listeners are... It's our tech, straight, straight cis tech bros. tech bros. Yeah. God. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Well, it's I mean, like, you know what? I, I wouldn't be mad if they're listening to the podcast because maybe they could take this advice into the bedroom mm-hmm. and that's showbiz Don't, and that's but, showbiz don't call your um your partner a live girl or no. a live boy let's just leave that adjective out of the bedroom hey, alive <laughs> and your sext like alive I, what oh, is the opposite of uh being like sexy <laughs> <laughs> that but what's it called a, a necrophiliac yeah. What's the opposite of that? I don't think there is. I think that's just like a normal person. Just a <laughs> uh, regular sex addict. Yep. Yeah. Just a, somebody that likes having sex with people that are breathing. Well, I remember listening to an episode of My Favorite Murder and it was like um, the mini-sodes where they like read uh, listener stories oh, yeah. on air. And one of them, this girl was like, I met up with this guy who was um, a mortician and he offered to pay her like a shit ton of money so he could just listen to her heart with a stethoscope Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe it's like that Mm -mm. i don't like that at all i do not like that at all i would you wouldn't so if a guy was like hey i'll give you a hundred dollars if i can listen to your heart with a stethoscope i wouldn't like it it that would feel would you do it though i it depends if it was mortician probably not because like i no, I don't even want to say, like, I can kind of understand. Because, like, that's strange. Like, that you're around dead people all day, that, like, hearing a heartbeat, like, that's sad. I, it probably, I don't know if it's something that would get him off or if it is something that would make him feel better. Of just, like, okay. 
That's sad. Then you're on a, I don't know. No, that makes me sad. Cause like that, I feel like if it does make you feel better and it's comforting, it's like you're probably so you're just around dead people all the time. You can't like you have to hear someone's heart to like know that they aren't. Like that's like like therapy is necessary in that case. That's fascinating. <laughs> Instead of just paying. 20-something girls to listen to their heart. Right, take that money and go to a therapist. I can't even imagine how, like, I would be, I would have a hard time being a mortician. I don't know how that would have an effect on my psyche. I guess also that's, like, one of the only jobs that will never go away. That's true. People are always dying. Morticians (laughs) and... the only thing that's guaranteed. People that do autopsies, I don't know how they don't go crazy. Like, I... I like I don't know how I would feel I don't know if I've ever seen like a dead person I mean like I've seen people at funerals like in open caskets because Catholics love that shit but like they really do I just don't I'll never understand that but um outside of that like just seeing just like a casually like a dead person that would that would fuck with me that's not like a I don't think that our brains are constructed to like be okay with seeing someone dead because it's a survival instinct to avoid that kind of stuff Wow, this is turning into the holy hour and like the like the de- dead edition. But really, like holy hour death edition. <laughs> but I don't know. Fuck, I've never really thought about that. Like what that would do to me. Well, anyways, Jeff Bezos and his weird sex. <laughs> I want to read some of them. Okay. I love you, alive girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. You know what I want? I want to get a little drunk with you tonight. Not falling down. Just a little drunk. I want to talk to you and plan with you. Listen and laugh. I basically want to be with you. Then I want to fall asleep with you and wake up tomorrow and read the paper with you and have coffee with you. How is the second richest man in the world? He's an entire robot. How can he be so bad at writing? If I was her, I'd be like, on second thought, <laughs> are you gonna murder me? If I got texts like that from a guy, I'd be like, because <laughs> at that point, I mean, like nobody's dating. Oh, no, I'm not gonna say that. That's really mean. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is not like personality-wise, and I think we also just have like a bad idea of who he is because he's like ruined Seattle and also isn't good to his people. But like, there's nothing appealing really about those texts. Like, I can't, I don't no. know. He must talk like that in real life, too. He must. <laughs> like, what? why do you think that those are acceptable things to say? Are you that clueless? You know? That's also probably why he was like, I don't give a fuck. Fucking Jeff Bezos. Sh- and share my sex. Like, Ugh. because they're not sexy at all. It would be so like comforting as his wife if I was married to someone and sex leaked with somebody else, with my husband and someone else, and they were that embarrassing, I'd be like, good, motherfucker. <laughs> Everyone should know how awful you are in bed. Take half his money. Yeah, and then donated the it so much of it. Mm-hmm. She got, to, I think she walked away with $7 billion from that marriage and donated like half of it because nobody needs that much money. No. And she's just, I fucking love that. She has turned this into such a good thing for herself and exactly. the world. Because she's just like, fuck you, we don't, I don't, I, what am I going to do with $7 billion? What are you going to do with $1 billion? That is an insane amount of money. I can't amount, I cannot fathom having a billion dollars. That, that's insane to me. The a thousand million. The craziest scam to me is 
like disgustingly rich people getting the poorest people to defend them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this man could pay. For give you a hundred thousand dollars for the rest of your life, and he would not even notice the difference. Yes, yeah, it's disgusting. That's how much money he has. Somebody on TikTok. You don't need to defend him. No, the devil doesn't need any more advocates. No, they don't. No, he does not. No, he doesn't. To play devil's advocate. What I was saying about Jeff Bezos, somebody posted um, on TikTok a video showing his wealth as grains of rice. I saw that. Scary, scary. That's. Like, and it was like so if one grain of rice was a hundred thousand dollars and they showed like difference of millions and then they showed the billions that jeff bezos had and um they had to it was like several pounds of rice they had to go get a big ass bag just to be able to measure it it's crazy to think about like the difference between a million and a billion is a lot and you don't think oh, of yeah. it because it just sounds like the next thing up like the next thing up from a million is a billion no it's a thousand million and mm-hmm. getting to a million is a lot it's just i don't know it's just wild nobody needs that much money the wealth distribution in this country is bananas to me there it makes no sense which is why we need universal income but we don't need to talk and about politics Mitch mcconnell this. is like what if people who don't need two thousand dollars get two thousand dollars <laughs> Fucking Mitch McConnell. Did you see that they were calling him Cocaine Mitch today on Twitter? No. I'm like, he does not deserve that cool of a nickname. I don't know why they were calling him Cocaine Mitch, but it was trending on Twitter today. I've been trying to give myself some space from the internet because it's really I have not now. been doing great, you guys. Mm-hmm. And we, we try not to get into politics, and I also like end up cut, trimming down political conversations. We have so many that you guys don't hear. Yeah. But generally, I think all of... Our listeners are on the same page. Yeah, totally. Could you stop? Every time we start talking about politics, I think Grandpa was like an old politician back in the day when, in his past life. That's why he talks so much. Yeah. Okay. This guy. Yes. That. So a few episodes ago, a lot of episodes ago, yeah. like 10 episodes ago, I talked about At this least. guy who like reprimanded me for like he tried to have a conversation with me. I was really vague when I was talking about it because he was listening to the podcast at the time. He's 100% not anymore. He's, I don't even know what he's up to anymore. Um, so I can finally talk about what it was because it's really pretty fucked up. Like the whole disagreement Mm -hmm. that we had. So, um, we were seeing each other for, it was three dates. And on the third date we were, I met his parents And I really liked them and they really liked me and I didn't have like the best relationship with my ex's mom and like parents are so important to me and like so meeting his parents. Especially because yours are so amazing. Right. Family is so important to me and to never really click with his mom was hard for me. So when I met this guy's mom, I don't even remember what we called him. Did he have a nickname even? I feel like he did and I don't remember either. Um... But, like, meeting his mom and having her be so, like, warm and, like, we clicked right away. I was, like, so hyped about it. And then, like, they went to sleep, his parents, and he was living at home at the time. And we were making out on the couch and he was, like, "Um, I don't want to have sex with you yet. And I was, like, okay, great. Like, we don't have to. That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, And also why. And he was, like, well, I don't have a condom. And I was, like, that is a great reason. And so we, like, kept making out, and then he was, like... Wait, would you guys have fucked with his parents in the house? Probably. Oh, God. I love the the 
like voyeurism of like needing not voyeurism that's a bad way to I put know it. what you mean like the, needing the to potential be quiet. of getting caught yeah Fucking having to be that. quiet that yeah I I do think that's hot but then if it's because their parents are home and that's your first time having sex yeah I would not be able to get into it okay yeah like if it's the neighbors I'm like yeah yeah listen to me having sex yeah it is his parents so yeah no for sure and their room was right across the hall from his and like a very small hall Uh, that would be echoey yeah but I love the challenge of staying quiet because I'm not quiet in bed (laughs) and I like I like I don't know there's something about it but um he like pulled back when we were making out and he was like uh actually need to talk to you about something and I thought he was kidding because he was just kind of like that was his sense of humor so I kind of like laughed and he was like no like I actually like I actually do and I was like okay and he was like what what did you think he was gonna tell you I I don't even remember I was like I don't know maybe I have no idea I don't know um I I don't know I think my brain was just kind of like what the fuck could this be like are you married do you have a kid do you have kids um I don't know so he was like um, I, the last girl that I dated had herpes and she told me this before we had sex and I made the choice to have sex with her without a condom, our entire relationship. And so I have herpes and I was like, wow. And I was so kind through this conversation. Like I have been very open on the podcast. I've been open with everybody in my life that has opened up to me about that. Even that before you met him. Before you even met him, we had already had an STD episode mm-hmm. where and we listened talk to talk about we talk about herpes specifically too. Yeah, being super stigmatized and treated differently in different countries. Like mm-hmm. it's treated like a skin condition in some countries, and I was explaining this to him and in the moment. Also, just like how it, it can be hard and easy to get at the same time. Totally if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So like you can pretty much. You pretty much will only get it if the person that you are um, having sex with, unprotected sex with, is, like, experiencing a breakout. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's telling me this, and I'm being very open, and I'm listening to him, and I'm, he, like, offering my opinion where he's asking for it, and I felt I felt very proud of how the conversation was going. And it was almost like he was looking for a fight. Like he he wanted to get into an argument about it and it was very clear. But I wasn't like trying to argue about it. Like what, that's fine. Um, and he goes, how do you feel about that? And I was like, well, I'm telling you, like it's okay. Like I'm not comfortable having unprotected sex with you because I don't want herpes. Just because it's stigmatized doesn't mean you want it. It's like getting like- yeah. Exactly. If you're like, oh, (laughs) okay, I have a choice to not have this thing. Yeah. Then I'm going to choose not to have it. I avoid kissing people when they have a cold. Like, I just don't want to catch things. I don't know. Especially to tell you this during, like, the coronavirus times. Yes. To be like, oh, my God. So, like, my problem with it is he made it, like, a deal breaker with Amelia. That, um, like, he was upset with her that she did not want to have unprotected sex. But also, if he was listening to the podcast like he fucking said he was, then he would know that no matter what, you wouldn't have had unprotected sex anyways. Period. I know. That's the thing. And it's like, that's what made me feel like he was just trying to start a fight. Because, like... I was being very... And to I, be mad at you about your decision about your own body. Right. Like, you made is, this decision about your body. I'm making this about mine. Yeah. And that is 
so fucked up. But the thing that is even more fucked up is you're like, okay, well, how do you know? And he's like, I'm just assuming. Yeah, he never He got never tested. even got tested for it. Uh-huh. And he has all of the grounds to be like, um, yeah, I'm going to get tested to see if I had her- I have herpes. Mm-hmm. Because the likelihood of like getting it if the person you're with has not had any sort of outbreak or like the virus is not active, it's kind of hard to get. Yeah, right. And, and he was just operating like he had herpes. And yeah, like, like tested not, before you do this. And he might have even just been saying like that. And mm-hmm. maybe he did have an outbreak. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But, There's no way to know. But like, it was such an inappropriate conversation to have. Like, I'm okay with being open about this. Like, I don't want it. Like, I don't want to have to have this conversation with everybody that I have sex with in the future. Like, and I said this to him, I'm like, this is you're not enjoying this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do this the rest of my life. And like, that's just the case. And I'm not stigmatizing you by saying that just because I don't want it doesn't mean that I'm stigmatizing you. And he thought by me not wanting it, I was stigmatizing it. I'm like, I don't think that you know what stigmatizing means. <laughs> I just don't think that you know that what that word means. But it was, and that was a deal breaker. That was it. He was like, to know that you're never going to have unprotected sex with me. Like I can't, we can't, I'm done. And I was like, Okay, fine. Well, and, and also to try and, like, you can't make that decision so early on. I, I've known you for, like, ten hours total, dude. Like, what do you mean? Like, <sighs> yeah, maybe if we're married and we're talking about have, starting a family, mm-hmm. then we can have this conversation. And also, the medication to treat herpes is so effective. Mm-hmm. The fact that he wouldn't even go and get tested yeah. to confirm whether or not he has it, and then not even see if there's, like, if he could start taking medication, he did zero research mm-hmm. and then just blew up at you. Yeah. I've never been yelled at like that by a grown man. He was fully yelling at me about this. And I'm like, I was like, oh, oh no wonder he's say? fucking single. Mm-hmm. So that's the story of, of herpes. Maybe we called it. I think I call him herpes to my friends, which is not nice because I mean, it's not the issue of the herpes. It's the that. issue of how he handled it. Oh yeah. That's the thing. That's my bottom line. I don't give a fuck that he had herpes. I truly do not. I'm so sorry that he does. If he does, he doesn't even fucking know if he does, but I'm sorry that he does if he does. That's not the issue. The issue is chastising me for not wanting it. He handled it so poorly. Well, and I remember when all of that was going down. um, So the way Amelia and I communicate is through voice notes. Mm -hmm. um, And I was playing this voice note and I was with my boyfriend and he was like, also equally freaking out he's like are you fucking kidding me this guy is such an idiot he's like such a fucking idiot like just the way he handled it was ridiculous yeah but i wanted to circle back on that because like like we all know someone who has herpes or had like a herpes scare it's so fucking common it's even if so you're like common. even if you're like i don't know anyone who has herpes the chances are you probably yeah, do right so a big percentage of people huge. have herpes and a lot of them probably don't know it but like yeah. because they don't test for it when they do all of the other tests people are spreading it around and not knowing and so like it's a lot more common than we think yeah a lot of people it'll just be dormant <laughs> mm-hmm. for them like mm-hmm. they could never have an outbreak and they'll just keep and that's that yeah. you know right but for him to like not even do the bare minimum of getting tested and just, and like waiting for a moment to freak the fuck out. I don't think this man has ever been told that he's wrong. He is very hot. Um, he's in sales. So he kind of like, his whole world is like schmoozing and convincing hot people to do things. Hot guys get away with way more shit. They do. And this man was so hot. 
Like he's mm. he's not nearly as hot as other guys you're dating. <laughs> Grapes is next level. He that man is my per- perfect looks wise perfect man for me. So that's now my measuring stick for looks. Um, but yeah, he was pretty hot. It's just I think that he probably had pretty privilege and had never been told that he was wrong. Bless his heart. I hope he's doing well. He has. I checked his Bumble the other day because that's where we matched was Bumble, mm-hmm. and it, he hasn't been on Bumble in a while. Like his every time I check, his location hasn't updated. Like it's there's no location, which means that he's away. So I think that he's like hopefully in therapy. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. He was talking about starting. So hopefully getting tested. Yeah, seriously. Uh, anyway. He took a. It's. It sounds to me like he took a lot of his. Uh, internalized frustration with his ex out on you well his he told me the story of how his ex dumped him and like that should have been my first sign because she needed to quarantine away from him for a while and then she chose that time to put in her two weeks like she broke up with him when they were quarantined and then they never saw each other again i'm like that sounds unhealthy and like she was afraid of you Oh, they were living together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she oh. broke up with him when she was quarantined somewhere else. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I should have taken that as a sign. That's like a Katie Holmes, Tom Cruise situation. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like escaping the man and then being like, goodbye forever. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. Honestly, good for her. And, you know, you know me and Amelia. We obviously found this girl. <laughs> Yeah. She looks happy as fuck. Yeah, she does. She's what? thriving. Good for you, girl. Yeah. You I'm, fucking, we're happy for you. Getting rid of a toxic man really you brightens your skin up. <laughs> got out of that situation. Fuck yeah, you and did. And we're happy for you. Mm-hmm. We see why yeah. you wanted to escape. Mm-hmm. And after so much time and now you're glowing so much. I <laughs> get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, I. My final thought is separate from this herpes conversation because i wrote down my thoughts obviously yeah um in my amelia journal (laughs) amelia got me a journal for my birthday it has her name and i i like to write my uh holy hour ideas it's the perfect points in there um so i was watching a tiktok or i guess it came up on my for you page this girl is talking about um these like really ugly shoes that are super expensive. They look like Converse, but fugglier. I Ugh. I cannot remember what they're called because I had never heard of them. But the prices are like outrageous. And she's like, "Why the fuck are these this much money? Like these are so ugly. Like who would wear these?" And people are buying them, bragging about having them and stuff. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, I think more of us need to treat ourselves like these fucking shoes like yeah. like they're worth a lot of money because they're like valuing them at that price so you need to think of yourself as a fucking rare expensive gem and if someone can't afford you too fucking bad mm-hmm. <laughs> If they don't have the means to afford you, and afford, I mean that so broadly. Yeah, like not money-wise. Yeah, it doesn't have to be money. Like, it could be um, how you want to feel when you're with them, how, how they treat you. Like, if they can't meet the bare minimum, they can't pay with you. They can't pay for you with credit either. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to have the cash up front. And it needs to be real, you know. Take out that money pen. Make sure it's real. Yeah. <laughs> but Test I was just thinking, 50, like, baby. more of us need to like think of ourselves in that standard because I know for me personally, I have 
Um, I have phases where I feel really down on myself. I'm like watching all my friends get married and have kids. And then I'm like, is there something wrong with me that I don't have that or that someone doesn't want that with me? Like, and then I compare myself because, you know, these are the measuring sticks of happiness that society has given us. And the more I thought about it, I was like, the biggest difference is like, I'm not going to settle for anything less than exactly how I want to feel. And there are a lot of compromises that you have to make in relationships. And some of the compromises that other people make are compromises that I would never be willing to make. And I'm not going to make myself feel bad for having higher standards or different compromises. Totally. And in the long run, you'll be happier because you didn't. Exactly. So I'm, I'm just an expensive shoe. Fuck yeah. Yes, you are. And not an ugly one. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Just expensive. I love that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Cool. So I just want, like, it made me feel really good to think of myself in those terms of, like, there's nothing wrong with me. My standards are just harder to meet. Yeah. And I'm not going to feel guilty or embarrassed or bad about that uh-huh. we haven't gotten to that point in our lives for a reason like exactly. everybody your soulmate's path has to like line up with your path and there's like a lot at play there and oh sometimes God. it happens sooner if I married someone from my past holy fuck we would definitely be divorced by now yeah me too me too <laughs> and like and I a part of me knew that and like being able to listen to your intuition in those things is huge and mm-hmm. like in the long run it just like is you're gonna be happier and it's going to work out how it's supposed to because you didn't rush into things. Your intuition, I, I've i noticed that like in your 20s, your intuition gets, the voice of your intuition is buried by fear and comparison. Like comparing your life to other people's lives. I'm just like, I'm really... I'm so grateful that I went through that. I feel more like myself than I ever have, which is weird because it's like, I don't even know who, who am I, but like recently I just feel like myself and I'm sure a lot of that is the Prozac. A lot of that is like being able to turn this into something good and also just recognizing what I deserve. Like yeah. my standards for myself and who I allow into my life are so much higher now Yeah, and they should be because I'm an expensive fucking shoe. Yeah. This girl is an expensive ass shoe. We're just two expensive shoes having a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay. thanks for listening thank you for listening we love you um, gotta go rate us on um if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, please give us a rating yeah. it helps us a lot yeah rate um download our episodes because once we hit a certain number is when we can start getting some uh advertisement and we're trying to get seltzers and we're trying condoms to get and yeah, seltzers and condoms and lube <laughs> but specifically because uh we would like this to be our job yeah so. like really bad so help us entertain you professionally <laughs> by giving us a rating yes thank you love you Go- love you goodbye Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System, 
If you haven't heard of the EE system yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.